0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast, wherever you're tuning in from. And uh, a special welcome to any people who are visually impaired. And you're also very welcome. I'll try from time to time to describe more of what I'm talking about, particularly places and things. Um, People are often interested in what things actually look like. And uh, we can often um, mention things, but maybe not describe them so well. So um, if you are visually impaired or know anybody who is, um, maybe suggest that they listen in. Um, In this episode, I just want to have a look at um, a very popular airport in Europe, Amsterdam Airport, uh, which is properly known as Schiphol Airport. uh, Like a couple of other big airports across Europe, um, Heathrow, Hamburg, Frankfurt, um, Paris and um, Sheffield is very much a hub um, airport. And I'm guessing there really is no nowhere in the world that you cannot get to um, by originating your journey from uh, Um They fly a lot of long haul direct flights, um, and that's evidenced by the aircraft, the airlines, firstly, that um, are servicing Shifal and um, you'll see them but also the types of aircraft um very large wide bodied aircraft that are built and intended for um long haul flights um seven eight nine ten plus hours so that gives you um an idea of the reach plus shifal is it's serviced by pretty much every regional airport around the place um, in Northern Europe, Scandinavia. This is because it's um, it's for, for any of the countries like Ireland and England, um, Denmark and um, France, it is essentially um, in many cases, a flight of one hour or less. So it can be serviced by um, many of the smaller aircraft and um, that then means that they can use um, higher frequencies and um, provide a kind of a, maybe a a week through um, or at least several times a week service. She fall itself. If you haven't been, it is huge. Um, It really is a big airport. That's the only way to describe it. And depending on where you land and what gate you're given, you could easily have a walk of 20 Twenty-five minutes from the gate to actually get to the the exit point of the airport. We'll say if you if you weren't collecting baggage, um, it, it it can be quite a distance, and again something to factor in if um, you're not up for that walk, or if time is going to be an issue. Um, it's located the airport itself. Schiphol is located west, slightly southwest of um, Amsterdam city itself it's quite close uh, 15 20 minutes uh, by by public transport it's very well serviced that way there's a a railway station underneath the airport that you can actually get a train connection to again pretty much anywhere in europe and also there's local trains and on the surface level there's um, very good uh, public bus services and some of them are private bus services, but ultimately they're about the same price. Um, They're everywhere. Very easy to find once you exit the airport. And of course, you've got taxis. And um, I think that there's Uber um, is available. The problem is that quite often, there's so many flights um, arriving and departing that there's um, there's a constant high demand for any of these things. So if you are getting public transport, in particular, a bus, be prepared to wait. Um, they're usually these uh, long kind of um, articulated buses that are kind of joined up in the middle by this kind of rubber accordion thing that always fascinates me, but um, they tend to be large capacity. So no panic there. And like everything else uh, across Europe, but again, particularly in the Netherlands, um, everything is geared up for um, wireless transactions. So you're just, um, you know, tapping, tapping on the phone uh, to uh, to pay or if you're buying tickets in advance of the machine and um, similar, same thing there. Um, it's a very, uh, the airport itself is huge. The Plaza when you go in is, um, you actually forget that you're in an airport because it's more like a really big shopping center, high ceilings, lots of plants and planters, um, a real big selection of concessions, shops, uh, cafes, restaurants, and again, very diverse. Um, there tends to be so many of them there that, um, despite the numbers of people coming in and out and and the people it's like ants you know when you look at it particularly if you're sitting there and you're watching the comings and going it's just a never-ending stream of people coming in and out and heading in the different directions for the different parts of the airport and that means that the um the shops and restaurants things they're always busy but they're never terribly um terribly oversubscribed and you know if you're just willing to wait a little while you'll, you'll get your place um thinking about the color of the place as well um yellow is a big theme in Schiphol airport um when you look up at the signage and there are some really big signs there because um everybody is um even experienced travelers are constantly consulting um the information signage because um things are always changing so even if your terminal stays the same departure gates can change or delays different things like that and um there's a lot of yellow signage um kind of a bright uh, bright yellow with uh, black writing It's kind of reminiscent of a sort of a 1970s New York kind of retro signage. It's very effective and um, wherever or whenever you need to find out where you are or where you need to go, you're just looking for these signs. And sometimes they will direct you to bigger signs or directions to go in. And uh, I rely on them a lot Um, announcements like a lot of airports um not always as effective because um, they're generally in relation to like security issues, minding your bag, things like that, having documentation and that ready. They're not uh, terribly specific in relation to um, delays of flights and things like that. That will come more to your your mobile, your, your phone. Um, and it will come in two ways, depending on which way you requested it. Uh, you, you'll get um, an email alert, or you can get an SMS alert, and if you have the software enabled on your phone, um, the SMS um, alerts will be um, read out to you by the voice-activated software. Um, so again, that, that that's useful for people that um, that may not be able to read the uh, the SMS and um also you have the language options there so just in case that there was any language barriers and like like so many other places uh, in europe um the people um working either in the airport directly or in in the shops and concessions around chiffall they um they're very professional and they speak english in varying degrees of perfection it's highly unlikely that you will encounter anybody who won't have um, a reasonable level of English. And as I say, the majority of them actually have exceptionally good English. So you're never going to be, you know, really in trouble from the point of view of finding your your, your way or asking for particular things. Like any airport that's uh, used for connections a lot, um, from time to time, connections don't work out the incoming flights delayed or cancelled or your flight is delayed or cancelled. It's happened to me a couple of times in Schiphol. KLM are the uh, the airline that um, I usually use there and the KLM staff. They are. They've had quite a lot of experience, I think, over the years of dealing with um, delayed and cancelled flights. Um, they'll often meet, um, an incoming flight that has been delayed, which means it's missed its connections. They'll meet usually in a, in force a team. They'll have their, uh, they'll have their printouts ready. Um, they'll be in a position to direct people, um, which way they need to go. If there's, um, onward connection flights later on, they'll have them booked on it, or they'll give you the option of, um, a hotel and on occasions they've had hotels booked and um, food vouchers ready and onward connecting flight maybe the following morning and um, started out as well so very professional from that point of view if you are a bit of an airport geek like i am um you you could actually regard shifal as a destination in itself i never have a problem if i end up delayed there or i arrive too early or end up with a layover of longer than I expected because there really is so much to do from the point of view of um, just unusual shops and things that uh, are quite unique to to the Netherlands as well in terms of produce and food and drinks. And there's um, so many places to sit down and relax. Um, You don't get that... um, kind of feeling that in, in other airports that uh, you know there's only a small area and that unless you kind of sit there and hold your seat that uh, if you get up and that's it you're never again going to find it there are so many departure gates and a lot of them are not in use but the seating is there and um, charging points usb points uh, wi-fi um plenty of um toilets and facilities and um Really, no shortage of uh, vending machines and things. So, if you're there at night time as well, and when when most things are closed down, you won't be at a loss. And um, one of the um, one of the things to bear in mind is that, uh, like any airport, there's the facility to uh, to request or book um, assistance from the point of view of um, mobility. If you or somebody travelling with you has any issues, and um, even if it's not an acute issue, but let's say they may not be physically able to walk um, long distances, um, even using the travelators. There's still a lot of long corridors and passageways, and you, you can request assistance from that, and you'll see these um, these buggies going around helping people. So there's no problem with that either. Um, like everywhere, and up, up to say last week, um, they were advising people to arrive at the airport up to three hours, in some cases more, before the flight, um, again, to allow for any of the issues where there might be delays at security and not so much at passport control. But my own experience in Shafal is that they have um, a big army of security clearance staff and they have very good technology there. They now have the system in place whereby you're not required to remove liquids um, from your luggage, be it uh, your, your hand luggage, if you're whatever you're carrying on, that really speeds things up. Um, obviously, there's still certain items that have to be checked and things, but the um, the, the liquids thing alone is um, it's a big, it's a game changer from the point of view of getting people through quickly, um, before, during, and after the actual um, luggage check and uh, passport control. Again, it's an EU country, so people travelling on EU passports. Um, Generally, it's the automatic system for most of them. And then people going on other flights, obviously, um, are going through the, the, the manual system of check in with passports. But um, they do have they tend to have big numbers of staff available so they can clear if they have a, a wide bodied aircraft with over 300 passengers traveling on a long distance flight, they can they can clear those passengers um, quite quickly. Other than that, I suppose, um, if you're going to Schiphol, bear in mind, it's a euro zone again. Like I said, you have um, wireless transactions or um, contactless, uh, very popular, but they use the euro as the currency there. And there's the usual Bureau de Change facilities yeah. available around the airport. Um, if you have time, you can on a layover, you could pop into Amsterdam city centre proper but you really want to make sure you have the time for that. And unless you're going to go in early in the morning and come back late at night, um, I probably wouldn't recommend uh, risking that. Um, There's a number of airport lounges available as well in uh, Shifal that you can book into, even if you're not a member or an affiliate of a particular airline lounge, you you can book it online and pay get um, a couple of hours in most cases up to three hours um, of the facilities which are um, they're really good and um, if you do have a long day over something worth considering so that's Schiphol um airport in amsterdam uh, definitely one for the list if you haven't been there and um, it's um it's one of those places that would encourage you to um to take a, a double leg flight from the point of view of instead of flying directly to some uh, destination or if the destination you want to go to isn't uh, directly available to you and you need to do um, a two-stop um type of journey then um, definitely chival is uh, is one of the ones that you could look forward to and expect things to Work out more right than uh, things to work out more wrong, if that makes any sense. And um, like I was saying about the um, people that might be visually impaired, it's one of those places that uh, you're going to hear every sort of um, of accent and language um mixed up together um with all sorts of um all sorts of noises that you'll have at an airport and things like that but none of them are um you know it's never in your face there's no blaring music anywhere there's uh, it's just it's a very kind of a human experience i suppose and i'd have to say that um as an airport as a public space and generally speaking i would say that people feel quite safe Um, when they're inside in Sheffal Airport and in its environs outside. um, It's well policed and structured. um, I've never seen any issues or problems there. And I think that's something that's reassuring for everybody. Mm -hmm. Okay, thanks for listening and talk to you soon.